Hi guys, and welcome back to the Box to Box. This is a very important episode. We are looking through the awards for this episode and a quick recap of everything that we have missed over the past few weeks since our last episode. I'm your host today, Nicholas, and I'm joined by Ramzan and Mark this week. And yeah, guys, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that has happened since we're last here. Let's actually go to uh, to Ramzan, you know, Karim Benzema. Do I have to say anything else? Nah, man, that's that's my guy right there. That's my guy right there. What a season he's having. Um, on to the finals now for the Champions League. Um, we've wrapped up the league now. He just he's just been so good. And when Real Madrid say that they want to have him for like another two seasons, it's really not a surprise. Um, I'm glad that he's in the position that he's in. They have a lot to do, I think, to actually win. Like Madrid is, they've had a difficult road, and and obviously maybe that's gonna put them in in favorites position at the at the moment. Also, given the Champions League pedigree that we talk about every year, but I think we've never seen Champions League pedigree being shown as much as as much as it's actually shown this year. I think this year, like you know, being a Champions League winner <laughs> has actually like mattered. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super happy for them. Um, let's see what happens in the final. Yeah, you're right. It seems as though Champions League heritage is a real thing because it's like that's only that's the only thing that has kept Madrid. They have been outperformed by pretty much every team that they face. Like everyone, yeah, everyone, literally, like PSG. <laughs> PSG had them. You know, you know, PSG had them. I think you could really see every single time they'll just get Mbappe to run against Danny Carvajal. You felt like PSG were going to score four goals at that Bernabeu. It really did feel like that. But then all of a sudden, Benzema gets a hat-trick and next to no time. And then you look at the, the Chelsea game. Chelsea went to Stan- sorry, Chelsea went to the Santiago Bernabeu. Of course, they didn't do well at Stanford Bridge. But they went to the Santiago Bernabeu. And they owned it. They literally owned them inside their own they stadium. Did. And then, literally, the game against Manchester City. Manchester City had a firecracker with them at that he had. And they went to Real Madrid, and it seemed comfortable enough that, okay, they probably masterclass this win. Madrid literally almost got knocked out in every single instance of, <laughs> of their run, and they have somehow survived every single time. I just, I still can't believe it, honestly. Like, how are they in this final? I don't think anyone was expecting them to win that, um, that, that Man City game. Like, no one. Win it, like like people maybe were would would have accepted a draw, but no one was expecting them to win it. Um, it's, it says it says a lot, and and also really happy for for Rodrigo, uh, who obviously got the two goals that were like so important for them. So yeah, now we're looking forward to the Champions League final. It's a very important time of the season. I think this is a, this is like the time that we all like um, things are coming to a close, which is which is boring because we know what's going to happen in the future. But it's also like a super good time because. Everything is just coming nicely, nicely together, and all the battles are actually finishing. So yeah, let's hope it all comes full circle for them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on Madrid side, obviously. <laughs> I'm on Madrid side as well. Mark, I'm happy. Sorry, yeah. yeah. No, actually, I was gonna say, Mark. I don't know whether you saw, but did you see Benzema and Casemiro laughing, though they were actually down to City at one point in time in that match? They knew, nah, they, they knew. They knew they what knew. was going on. <laughs> I'm not surprised. But they knew. Actually, you know what? I always say, right? You have to back yourself. You have to back yourself because nobody's gonna back you, right? Nobody backed Madrid to go on and and to beat City. I don't think people backed them to beat PSG either when they were down in the first leg. 
but they backed they backed themselves. They believed, you know, the city game. Fans were leaving the Bernabeu. People were exiting. Thing people, everyone thought it was over. But they backed themselves. They believed until the very, very end. And I think that's sort of a lesson that we can take all of us, not just in football, but life in general. You just have to back yourself because you never know. You never know when you're going to get that chance, even if it's in the dying moments. So, yeah, no, it's great to see. I'm happy. Obviously, I don't want Liverpool to win, so I'm Madrid all the way. Hala Madrid. Let's go, Benzema. Look at Mike, man, the motivation <laughs> speaker. <laughs> Uh, believe man, in yourself. A, believe in yourself. Every everything that you in everything that you do in life. I yo, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I get that. Well, look at you being a Madridista all of a sudden. I guess you know United has pushed you so far. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take anything now. I'll take anything. No, I see that. I see that. But no, like good luck to Real Madrid. But then on the other side of the spectrum, we have the Premier League showing how you know how strong they are and how strong they've been. For the past few seasons, whereby we were actually on red alert for an all English final once again, if it wasn't for Madrid. Liverpool are charging for the quadruple. They won the FA Cup at the time of recording last night, and everybody's absolutely hating it, but except for the Liverpool fans. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Ramza, what do you think about this? It really seems like, you know, whenever you, you know, the more trophies you collect, especially at this stage, isn't momentum everything in football when it comes to you, you know, trying to achieve your goals at this stage? Because City getting crashed out of the Champions League, Liverpool still in the Champions League, they might end in the final, and then they win the FA Cup, and then they still are fighting for the Premier League to the very end, and City did just draw against West Ham at this point in time. I think they'll start to think right now that it's it's written in the stars for them. City going out of the Champions League in a in that sort of result, I, I don't I don't know about you guys, right? But let's let's just be real. Liverpool does not want to beat Man City in the in the Champions League final. They just don't. I know they've played each other a lot, and now they under they they kind of know each other. But I I still think City is probably the hardest team to play against in any comp in any competition. I think Real Madrid is a slightly easier affair, even given the form that Benzema is in and the, in the form that um, that Vinicius Junior is in. Now I still hope they win, and I'm still rooting for them. But I do think that it's a it's a slightly more favorable fixture for them. Um, so I think that they'll, they'll they'll start to think now that it's written in the stars for them. Getting to the penalties, yes, Mason Mount misses a penalty, I love it. <laughs> Uh, and and then them winning the FA Cup like that, they'll start to think that it, it, it's on for them. I don't think they have Premier League aspirations anymore. I would be so surprised if 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 Man City lets it go. They they're probably they're probably saying to themselves, we we can we can we can allow the Premier League this season. But especially for the Champions League, I think that they think it's 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 there for them. So I think that Liverpool right now is actually a really dangerous team. Mark the quad. Uh, <laughs> I know I, I just got on here and started preaching, back yourself, believe yourself, but no, they're not going to do it. They can't do it. It's it's impossible. And it's not a thing of, it's not a thing about quality or they lack the quality of the motivation or the drive. No, it's just winning the quadruple, winning the treble alone, right, is so much football that I just don't think they can handle it. I know Liverpool are probably the, the fittest squad in in the world, I'd say. But I don't think that's that's just a lot of football. I don't think they can handle it. I don't think they can play at top top level in all those games throughout the season. I think we saw it 
in the FA Cup yesterday. Just it's, it's just unfortunate Chelsea couldn't take advantage of it. But Mo Salah went off injured. Van Dijk, Robertson. You're starting to see some cracks here and there. Players, they just can't keep up that intensity for that long, which is why I don't think they can make... I don't think they can win the quadruple. I think City will probably win uh, the Premier League. I think it's just one game to go. I don't see them losing to Aston Villa, especially when the stakes are this high at home at the Etihad. I think I think they'll take it. And Champions League final, like I said, Madrid are going to be pumped. They're going to want it. They're going to be hungry. Liverpool will be pumped as well. But I think Madrid aren't playing as much football, haven't played as much football They'll be a bit more energetic, have a bit more energy, fresher legs. I think all those things will play a part in uh, Liverpool's demise, ultimately. But yeah, no, they've had a good season, and but I don't think they'll win the quadruple. Yeah, so Liverpool's quad, it all comes down to how much luck that they actually do get over the course of the season. Because, you know, in order to win, you know, for example, I was compared to the Invincible season because it's a very you know difficult achievement. It all comes down to luck. The more luck that they actually do accrue in these next few weeks, the more chances of them actually you know completing what would probably make them. I don't know about you two, but then I think with them winning the quad would probably make them the greatest English side ever, like you know for a particular season, because yeah no I, there's no way anybody's winning four trophies in one season just like that. Um, it, it requires a lot of moderation as well. So we'll, we'll be surveying it. We'll, we'll see how Liverpool do. And uh, yeah, like you'll you hear from us as far as like our reaction if they actually do win the quadruple. But just something which has just come to my attention, Everton have just gotten a second red card against Brentford. Solomon Rondon got, <laughs> sub, Solomon Rondon got subbed on and got a red card. <laughs> By Frank yeah. Lampard, and they're currently losing three two, which means they will probably lose three two unless something crazy happens. But we—I don't know whether we've actually had it on an official recording, but we have not had any. You know, we haven't really—we've been quite ruthless as Frank Lampard. We really thought that yeah, there's no chance that he's actually going to stay up. Uh, Ramzan, do you still think that's the case? Even though Leeds have kind of shown us that they could probably go down as well. To be fair. Yeah, I mean Leeds' goal difference is absolutely horrendous. Um, I, I think I, I was listening. I was watching the Burnley game, and they said that Burnley is basically like they basically just need a point and a half, uh, given given how bad Leeds is, Leeds is um, goal difference is. But then now, when I look at what Everton is doing here, very important game for them. They needed something out of it. Yo, these games at the end, I think you don't want to be playing. You don't want to be playing the bottom three or four in these final games of the season, man. They're fighting for their lives, man. They're fighting for their lives. And I don't know, I don't want to play Everton, but now I know the Arsenal, like Everton has to beat Arsenal if they want to stay up. I think they can do it. I have Richarlison in my fantasy. So I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going (laughs) to, I'm going to bet against Arsenal this time, eh? Everton, and they, okay, and what they've had over the last, um, over the last couple of weeks, so they have 10 points, I think, out of 12 from home. Uh, they played at home today, obviously, and they, they've, they've messed up. But anyway, that can happen. Um, but they have had a decent run, and their fans really want them to stay up. Like, like Everton is a Premier League team. We all know that. They've, they've at times been top six challengers, right? They really want to stay up. And because of that, I actually don't know if, I actually don't know if Arsenal is going to beat them next week. 
which is kind of a shame because Arsenal is also trying to stay in the top four. Um, and yeah, that's just not going to be the best for us right now. So what do I think? Do I still think Everton's going to stay up? I think so. I think they, I think they're just going to stay up, eh? I think they're just going to stay up. Well, I think Arsenal may not have to worry about it because Everton do still have another game. In the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they the week, yeah. And sure. because the Arsenal game, the reason why there's a really high chance of them not winning is because that's Arsenal's final home game of the season. And normally, I don't, I almost can't bet against a team that's having their final home game, especially a team that has been playing well, you know, during the season, right? To lose their final home game of the season like that. Because it's like everybody that has a final home game of the season, turn, you know, tends to turn up. United decided to give us, you know, a 3-0 against Brentford, something which they probably would have done if it was a bit early in the season, just because it was their final home game of the season. So Everton are in trouble if they don't win that midweek game. And then to have two red cards as well, like just to like, you know, just trim down the squad. Of course, they're more, uh, they're mostly bench players, but <laughs> it just doesn't help to have like those two suspensions. That means that the first 11 that he picks has to get the job done. Otherwise it could, it could may well not work out, but then, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But then Leeds United are, are like hot favorites as well at this stage, but Burnley, <laughs> Burnley haven't been winning either. You know, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they haven't been winning either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like it's a it's a three way race, and that, they're all you know, perform- they're all performing like quite badly. But but Everton, I don't know. A few weeks ago, I think Everton was actually looking doomed. Like we were looking at this scary run of fixtures, and I actually think they've weathered the storm a bit well. Eh? I think they haven't done quite, too bad. Quite well. They, I don't even they, lie. Quite yeah, well. they they beat Chelsea. Um, always a big fixture to win. Yeah, I don't know. Again, they might start feeling, you know, similar to Liverpool, they might start feeling like it's written for them to stay in the Premier League. And when you've got that kind of fire and an Arsenal team that till today will never convince me, I'm I'm still never sure which Arsenal I'm going to get. Um, it, It might just work out for Everton. I don't know. Yeah, I think... I, I agree, Ramtan. I think Everton stay up. I think Crystal Palace will probably be where their fate is decided or where a big part of their fate is decided. If they win that game, I think they're safe for sure. If they don't and they have to go to Arsenal and get a result, I still think they can get a result at Arsenal. Even though it's your last home yeah. game, I yeah. think when you're fighting for your lives, I know Arsenal will be fighting for top four, but it's a different type of fight. When you are yeah. fighting to live, this is like if Everton because if Everton go down, I don't think they can handle it. I mean, already they've been having financial issues this year. I know people aren't happy with their owners. People aren't happy with the amount of money their owners are putting into the club and taking out of the club. They don't. They don't have relegation clauses in their contracts. Sorry. No, but as in for the for the finances of the actual club, the money. No, I mean, I mean, club. I mean, it'll be worse by the fact that they don't have relegation clauses inside those player contracts. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, exactly. And you know, going going dropping from the prem to the championship is a massive drop in revenue, a massive drop. And coming from already this COVID economy with with clubs already making less money. It would just be horrendous for Everton. We could actually see maybe the collapse of Everton as we know it. So I don't think they they're taking that lightly at all. So I think they are fighting for their lives. And if it came if it came to it, and they needed to get a result against Arsenal, even if it was just a draw, 
I think they'd fight for their lives and they could they could get a draw against the mighty Arsenal. You know, so, you know, just just speaking of Arsenal, you know, there was a tremendous collapse of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium just a few days ago. You know, this is something which you know I think we didn't quite think it was going to come down to the final day, but it looks like it is. Um, of course, I wish Savani was here, but um, do Arsenal get the top four, or is it just too little, too late with the fact that they have to face Newcastle away and then in dog at Everton in the home, at home in particular? Uh, Ramzan. I want Arsenal to be in the top four, especially because the other top four teams, uh, you know, Chelsea and and Tottenham, are also not super stable, right? They like Chelsea at the time were making me feel like they want to be fifth, like they make like they was they were a team that should have been very clear of any of these problems, but they actually were like Arsenal and, and Tottenham actually got within touching distance. Um, so I, I do want Arsenal to be fourth, but I don't know about these last two games. I'm just not. I'm not super convinced yet. It's just. It just always seems like there's a, like there's something wrong. Like I, I don't know. I, I'm definitely the wrong person to ask. I'm. I'm a. I'm a pessimistic Arsenal fan. So I'm the wrong person to ask about this. Um. No, I don't think Arsenal makes the top four. I think the last two games are are too difficult for them. I actually don't think they make it. Yeah, I think I I, I do understand the skepticism, Mark. I think Arsenal are a bit unlucky in terms of the injuries uh, that they have in the squad. I think you guys already have a thin squad and now we have quite a few key players that are injured. I don't know what's happened or what's happening with Ben White or Gabriel. Um, Thomas Partey has been out for I don't know how long now. But yeah, in that, in that regard, I think you have been unlucky. I think if you guys had your strongest squad, I think probably you would I would back you to get top four, but you don't have your stronger squad. And I think Arsenal as well, you guys have this tendency of when you lose a game, yes, it's rare for you guys to bounce back immediately and like win the next yes. game or like win the next yes. two games. Uh, I've seen, I think you've done it maybe once or twice this season, but usually you'll end up losing the next game or drawing the next game. So because of it's that... like a- it's like a diesel engine. Like it like takes some time. <laughs> it takes some time to get hot. And then when it is hot, it really is hot. Eh? When like Arsenal does go on some very impressive runs, uh, it's, it's you know we we saw it in the middle of the season for them to get even to the position that they're in. It's a, yeah. like a huge round of applause. But I don't actually think Arsenal is a team that does well under pressure. Sorry, Mark. I know I cut you off there. Yeah. No. But that's yeah. That's my point exactly. I think you're kind of uh, uh, what's the word. A, a bounce team. It's, you, things have to be on the bounce. If you guys are winning right now, and you keep winning, but if you guys kind of stumble and fall, it takes a bit. It takes a little bit of time for you guys to get back into that groove. So because of that, and because there are not many games left in the season, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Arsenal make top four, unfortunately. Well, to be fair to them, they have bounced back a lot this season. But then it almost feels like how many times do you have to <laughs> to do that? Especially yeah. with the very with the very few games left, so I don't know. We'll, we'll be surveying the situation as well because honestly, I can't really like put down one solid prediction for the end of this season because this season is that too many swords for me to actually like have something concrete. So like anybody yes. could be wrong. Anybody could be wrong. You could say Arsenal finished there. You can say they might not finish there. Either result is still very much possible. Yeah. And just just one last thing before we move on to our like the actual awards. Uh, for the segment uh, afterwards, that is. Um, just 
Holland has moved to well, he's going to Manchester City. Uh, Mark, like, is it time to start weeping? Ah, man, man, man. My take on Holland going to City. Of course, I'm upset. I'm not happy. I'm, I'm never happy to see a, a great player like Holland going to a team like City. But at the same time, right? I know this might be a bit controversial, but I don't think it is that big of a deal. What? You're now, crazy. Now, now he's, he's gonna he's gonna hear, be top goal scorer in his first season. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I think I think he probably will score 25 goals. I think he will get loads of goals, but it's almost like a drop of water. Adding a drop of water to a lake, if you go what I mean, because City oh, already did score so many goals. I think for the past five or six seasons, apart from last season, City have routinely scored 90-plus goals in the Premier League every season. That's insane. That number is insane. And I know Haaland is a goal scorer. He'll score loads of goals. But I don't really think that's an issue for Man City. And I don't think... I, obviously, it's great to have an, a striker, a real striker, instead of a false nine. But I don't think he's going to be like an, a revelation. Like, he's going to change the entire team. I think they will be good. I think they will be improved. He will improve City. They will be playing better football. They will score more goals. But I don't think he's like a revelation for for City. I know that's a controversial take. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes next season. I might be wrong. And he might be the key to them winning the Champions League. But... Yeah, that's my that's my take on Haaland. Ramzan, does this does this signing bore you as well, or do you think it's really good that Cancelo will have somebody to actually head his crosses into the uh, into the net? Definitely, Cancelo, best player in the world. Haaland now is going to be second best player in the world because he's going to get so many assists. <laughs> no, I I I think he's he's a great player if he can stay fit. My striker predictions are usually wrong. I was horribly wrong about Lukaku. I thought I thought he'd be top goal scorer, but actually I'm not wrong about Lukaku. I'm I was wrong about two two chill. Like like two chill did, did not handle the situation well. I'll get to that on another episode. Um, maybe when we're breaking down teams more in depth. But I do think I do think Haaland has every reason to 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 succeed. Um, it, it it'll it'll be a good addition to the Premier League as well. You don't want to see. Uh, you know, no offense to the German fans, but you don't want to see players like that staying in Germany. We hardly get to watch players like Lewandowski. We want to see those players week in, week out, and see what they can actually do, especially if they have Ballon d'Or prospects as well. So yeah, no, I'm good to see, excited. I'll have him in my fantasy first week. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! You know, don't you don't you know the doctrine, the secret doctrine to fantasy? Never, never back the new signing in the first week. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to know. I'm trying to figure out a way to have him, Salah, and Fernandez in the first week again. Fernandez, Bruno does really. <laughs> Bruno got a hat trick in his first week uh, last season. I'm gonna that back him. Oh, back in again. No, no, no. We'll see, we'll, I know. We'll so see, that was we'll against Leeds. We score loads against Leeds. I don't think Leeds will be in the Premier <laughs> think, League I next think, season. I, so I think we'll see if Bruno's even starting for Ten Hag. Might realize there's not really that what? much of a good footballer to be playing inside that side. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I, Nick, you and I are gonna have a discussion after this. No, no, no don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Just no substances game. But we'll talk about that some other time. But then, we we should be moving on. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that's the recap that we have. You know, just just catching up. There's way more stuff that's happened. But then, 
those are things that really caught our eye. And then there's more things which are for the long term, like Ten Hogs United appointment. That there's so much time to talk about that because well, next season starts like maybe I don't know in two or three months, so it's all good. So um, on to the next segment. All right. So for this next segment, from Zan and Mark, we are going to look at the awards. And I hope you have your players of the seasons. I hope you have your flops of the seasons ready because that's my favorite one, flop of the season. Because I think <laughs> I probably, Ramzan already knows who I'm going to cook, to be fair. Like, I, I don't need not to tell him. But uh, yeah, um, the, the Premier League, and of course, it's the Premier League, best league in the world uh, by far and none. But then it, it's always controversial when it comes to who wins these sort of awards. The nominees list that came out just a few days ago excluded Cristiano Ronaldo from the player of the season list. You know, the nominees. I'm still quite shocked by that, but then I think, <laughs> you know, some people with an agenda might say it's actually justified. So uh, before I let you two say yours, and I think we'll, we'll go with Ramzan first, then Mark, uh, I'm just going to put it out there that Kevin De Bruyne, despite the controversies of last year, deserves to be player of the season. And I know that some people might have, you know, issues with De Bruyne just because of the fact that, well, you know, it just feels like he's just universally always going to be recognized as someone that wins the award. But this season, he's been absolutely clutch whenever he's been required. People have been talking about his assist numbers going down, but yet he has 15 goals this season. I know four of them, you know, just came in like, uh, you know, the past, in the past five days, but it just seems as though he's just given me that aura and he's reminded everybody why he's the best player inside the Premier League. And, you know, if that results in a, in, a, in a city in a city title win and he actually performed when they needed the most, that's why I'm backing him to beat Salah to it. Ramzan. Yeah. Um, these awards are usually announced, okay, not announced, but um, I think judged similar to the Ballon d'Or in that the most significant things are the things that are happening right now. And the things that are happening right now is that De Bruyne is extremely hot. Um, he has 29 appearances this year. Last year he had 25 appearances. I, 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 I said last year clearly he wasn't supposed to win. I didn't think the number of appearances was enough. Um, this year he's got four more, so I guess I can't say that anymore. Um, but this is also his highest scoring season. He has more goals with his left foot than his right foot now. That's insane. That's insane for a right for a right-footed player. Um, yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I think I think if he wins this year, I'm, I'm, I would fully accept it. Uh, Son Son probably suffers from one thing, in that uh, Harry Kane I think still feels like the MVP for Tottenham. I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys feel like that, but uh, um, much as much as Son is has become like a goal scorer as well and kind of you know a, a talisman. But still, I think the talismanic player for for Spurs remains Harry Kane. And um, if Kane did score a couple more goals, I think at the at the start of the season, he would probably be right up in here as well. Because he's like 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 Kane's been Kane's been good for like like the last six seven weeks. So yeah, I think that's where Son struggles and Salah obviously struggles because um, after Afcon, he hasn't had to play much hero ball. Right uh, at the beginning of the season and maybe midway through the season, he had to do a lot of a lot of scoring, like like a lot of one man scoring. But with the addition of Luis Diaz, with uh, Mane Jota still performing at very high levels, Firmino probably not first choice anymore, but still proving to be like a, a reasonable player up front. 
and then the midfield just being so good. Um, he Salah hasn't had to be as important as maybe Liverpool have asked of him in the past. And obviously that usually results in less goals because the goals are just shared shared amongst more players. So maybe that's where he struggles. But if Salah wins this again, it's ne- Salah winning this will never be a poor shout. He's a, he's a, he's a top scorer for Premier League. So, yeah, but I agree with Nicholas. I, I backed the brain with this. Oh, guys. What does my Korean brother have to do to convince you? What do, what more does he have to do? But that's and what I'm I, saying, Mark. That's what I'm saying. I, I think he is he is great, and he'll and I like the stat that he has like the most non penalty goals. I think that's great. I, I think I, you know, but like even today's penalty, right? Like he scores today and he goes level on goals with Salah, and Kane still takes it. I think that just for me, it's just. Who feels like the MVP in a team? We, we usually do this in basketball. Like, um, um, who's taking your last shot of the game, right? And the last shot, you probably give it to LeBron, right? If LeBron is on your team, regardless of how good a shooter you are, you're probably going to give it to LeBron. And I think I, I feel the same way about Kane. I understand your sentiment when it comes to the penalty, but I disagree. I think in the situation that Spurs were in, they didn't really have much of a shot. Bernie will park in the bus, defending for their lives. They know that this is a must-win game in order to get Champions League. I think you have to give it to your best penalty taker, regardless of who's going to look good or who's going to get the plaudits. At the end of the day, I think it was a decision based off of not that it's Harry Kane, but the fact that he's the best penalty taker and he's going to score. And I think that's what that's what they, that's what they were looking for there. But I do understand what you mean that when people think of Tottenham, they think of Harry Kane. But I just I think regardless of that, regardless of any agenda, just pure football i think son has just been incredible for me definitely he's my he's my pick i think he has more goals than de bruyne the same yes. amount of assists and he can do it all he can pass he can cross he can dribble he can shoot right foot left foot inside the box outside the box anything you want link up play he's he's great at it i think Honestly, he's had such a good season. I think he's been having good seasons generally all, like for, for a long time now. But this season, I think he's just absolutely exploded. I don't think he'll win it when it comes to the actual trophy just because Tottenham aren't like challenging for, for, for the Premier League. Yeah. And I think in order to win it, some, I know it shouldn't be like that, but that is sort of the criteria. Is you, are you helping your team to win or leading your team to win the Premier League? And I think because of that, he probably doesn't win the official one. But for me, for my player this season, definitely, I think I'll, I'll give it to Son. I don't think, I don't think he could have done any more. I think he's this is the best that he can do and the best that the, he's or the best that the Premier League has had to offer this season. Mark, I think I think while we're on this, don't you think that Son and Mane are kind of in the same pool? In that they'll kind of, they'll always be not even decent they'll always be um reasonable shouts for player of the season for ballon d'or because I, I i can give a shout to money here i think money has been excellent it, it may not entirely show in his goals and assists but he's been so important for liverpool um um and 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 son likewise not just this season but in previous seasons so they're great players but i, I don't know whether it's the mvpness or the um or the importance as we're saying I think it, it, it does feel like Salah and and Kane kind of basically trump them because they always have better stats than them. 
you know, because, yeah. yeah, like, I don't know, it's a, it's a very weird one, and I understand the sentiment for Son, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's, I, I would always pick De Bruyne, because De Bruyne shouldn't even be scoring that many goals to begin with, um, you know, just, just for the, you know, for the empiric stat that City don't actually have a striker, um, but I think, you know, what, what Marcus is alluding to, that, you know, maybe Son, if you just, you know, take out all the other presiding factors out of the way, should probably be player of the season. But I think, you know, until those two, you know, you know, Mane and Son actually, you know, perhaps, I don't know what to say, but I think they just need to show that they're completely better. They would have to have more assists. They'd have to have more goals. They'd have to have, because it just feels like, yeah, like it's almost like a media trail that they'll look at Salah and Kane just because they've been doing it. They've been showing out for years while those two have just been underneath them for years as well until that one season where like it looks like they've jumped. I think as well, the problem that they have, the issue that they have is they're too, they're not greedy enough. They're too nice. It's, they're not all like, they're not always looking for, for the plaudits and they're not looking to score the goal. I think Salah, nine times out of 10, he will shoot. He rarely looks for the pass. He's always looking to dribble, look up and shoot. Harry Kane, same thing. He's always, I think now he's added assist to his game, but when you think of Harry Kane, you're thinking of looking up and trying to shoot. Son yeah, yeah. is okay. And Kane, and Kane always wants to be on the ball as well. Yeah. Like, Son is okay just finish either finishing off a good move or just or passing it to Kane or giving it to someone else. He doesn't have to he doesn't he's not greedy in that sense. Like even today, I think I did speak about obviously Tottenham wanting to give it to the best penalty taker. But I think if you're Son in that moment, you kinda have to be a little bit greedy. I know it's for the better betterment of the team, but you kinda have to want it and say, you know what, no, Kane. Listen, if you were if you were in this situation, I'd have done it for you. So please do it for me. I wanna, you know, make sure I wanna try to reach uh, to Salah. And same thing with Mane. I think he's not as greedy as Salah is, and so then he can kind of get swept aside, and everybody just looks at Salah because he's he ends up scoring way more. Yeah, too much of a nice guy vibe from Son. I mean, he decided to sign a multi-year contract with Spurs. What does that say about his ambitions? Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, just 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 saying, just saying. But <laughs> no, but then but then either way, <laughs> but either way, no. What does that say about his ambitions? I'm not even that's like that's pure facts. Just saying. But uh, yeah, no. But I understand. But at the end of the day, if you weigh up Salah not performing for Liverpool and Kane not performing for Spurs, then you have two very very poor sides in comparison to the other way around. If you ask me, that is um, true. That is true. Yeah, because obviously it feels like you know whether money likes it or not. Salah does do a lot for him, <laughs> you know, um, as far as, as far as, you know, like just affecting the Liverpool team is concerned, because I, you know, statistically, it turns out that Salah has assisted Mane way more than Mane has done it the other way, despite the fact that the narrative is that Salah is a selfish one. But um, yeah, like that's just one thing. Uh, so I think, you no, know, um, the consensus here is, is that Mark is definitely off his own. You know, De Bruyne, you know, there's, I think Salah could still probably win it, but De Bruyne should you know, he, he does deserve to win it this year in comparison last year with the whole PFA yeah, of the year thing. I don't know. I don't. He didn't win player of the season. I think it was Ruben Diaz still. But then I just mean in terms of the PFA um, player, player, player of the year. I think that to like, um, you know, he deserves it if he does win it. Uh, yeah. So just moving on. Manager of the season. Um, Eddie Howe for me. Uh, Ramzan. Yeah, Eddie Howe. Uh, it's because it's Eddie Howe is from... From January, isn't it? Is it from January or from, from December? 
November, I, December, somewhere. Yeah, November, December. But re- like, regardless, even if it was from from May, the job that he's done, yo, Newcastle was in trouble, guys. Ramzan, Newcastle. Ramzan. Uh-huh. There was that. I don't know. I don't know whether you remember that stat. They had two points, or was it three points in November? And statistically, <laughs> no one. Statistically, no one had ever survived with that low of a point tally at that point in the season ever. And they have. And they have, and they and they and they've done it comfortably now. Um, they they definitely through. We kept saying we kept saying in January when we were recording, and we're like, if Newcastle makes it out, if Newcastle makes it out of this pool. They're gonna be like so dangerous in the coming seasons, and they have. And Eddie Howe is a big, big reason for that. I think he should win, eh? I think he should win. I agree with you, Mark. What do you think? I I love Eddie Howe, and I think he's done a fantastic, a fantastic job at Newcastle. But I, I don't want to take anything and, away from it. I don't want to take. You're not gonna choose him. You're not let, gonna choose him. Let me start. Him. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna choose him. But let me let me just start off by saying I don't want to take anything away from him. I think he's done a fantastic job. He's done the impossible. Like Nick said, I think in December I was like, oh, Newcastle are going down again. I was like, oh, that's horrible for them. And I was thinking, oh, these guys, the Saudi guys, want to take over Newcastle. I was thinking, are oh, they probably gonna go into the championship? Is that a good business? Is that a good business idea? Mm-hmm. I wasn't too sure about that. But I think he's done an outstanding job. But at the same time, he's had a lot of help in terms of money. You see, money money has made a difference. I think when you look at... Yes, so what? No, no, no. Hear me out. I look at the <laughs> squad that he has, the money that's been put into the squad, the, play, the players that they had at the beginning, the players they have now, it's almost completely different. And for that reason, right, because he he's had kind of money just like the big clubs have had, I'm basing him solely off of how his team has played because usually when you kind of when i give or when i give managers like these uh manager the seasons award i usually think oh they've not had as much money as the bigger clubs and so they've done kind of a bigger job a better job with less funds but now he's had a lot of money so he should be compared with the likes of the crops and the artetas and the peps and for that reason i don't think he he kind of matches up well to the to like the likes of Pep. I think for me, for me, manager of the season is Pep Guardiola. I know he spent a lot of money, but I don't think he got the players that he wanted. I think we all know he really wanted Harry Kane and he wasn't able to get that. I think it's difficult when you've won the Premier League once to go and win it again. It's not it's it's very rare. Not many teams have done it, like gone on doing the the, the double. And he's he's gone on to do it and he's done it while playing great football. I know they they drew today. And they're looking a bit shaky, but I think they still will cross the line and they'll win the Premier League. And yeah, for for those reasons, I think Pep he's my he's my choice for manager of the season. He's been really good. Man City have been really good. Uh, I don't think they've really put a step wrong, really, and they've scored loads of goals. Been a joy to watch. So yeah, they're they're my pick of the season, or he's my pick of the season. I hate watching Man City. <laughs> they, 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 they are not they are not a joy to watch but yes I do. why do you hate, why do you hate watching man city and it's so obvious bro like you know you know what they're gonna do you know they're gonna hammer that that other team 5-1 or something like that they're gonna make one defensive mistake and you're gonna think oh okay you're gonna get excited you're gonna think that oh this is the day that man city loses and then they're gonna score five goals but well, you see, that's, that's that's the thing i appreciate appreciate about them consistency you know what you're gonna get i think earlier in the episode 
you said that you never know what Arsenal you're going to get. You never know if it's going to be Smith-Rowe and Sarko on fire or if it's going to be Rob Holding getting the red card. You just never know. Mm-hmm. But with City, you always know. Like, when I'm going to watch a City game, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what to expect. I know who, how they're going to play. When I go to watch a United game, oh, that, now that's a, that's a terrible game to watch. As a, as a United fan, I obviously always want to watch as many games as I can. But watching them this season has been awful. And watching City has been much better. It hurts me to say, but it's the truth. Okay, Mark. Okay, Mark. I, I get I get the whole City thing. And usually the, the guy that wins the Premier League usually wins match of the season, right? That happens almost every season, which is which is boring. You know, honorable mentions, David Moyes, Jurgen Klopp, um, Thomas Frank, since, you know, Brentford really shouldn't be surviving. But then for some sure. reason, there's always that one team that always... You know, there's always that like three horrible teams that take the te- uh, that take the place of the the newly promoted sides. So, of course, Watford and, uh, and Norwich have already, have already gone straight back down. But the thing about like the whole comparing Eddie Howe to Manchester City thing, I don't really see what universe that's supposed to be happening. But you know, like at the end of the day, you have to fill you have to fill in the gap and bring in some players to improve any squad. Eddie Howe is not the first manager to spend 150 million pounds with a bottom side. And actually survive because at the same time there have been some teams. Remember that season where a lot of bottom teams are spending a lot of money, but they still went down. So you know money doesn't exactly fix everything, especially when you're doing a rebuild like this. So that's why you know that's that's why I'm attributing more points to Eddie Howe than I would than I would for Pep. But um, you know it's it's the money point. doesn't fix everything, but it does help. It it, yeah, it does yeah, help. It, it's a big and that's help. the only and that's the only way you can fix it really. If the team is actually down in like three points, I don't think that I don't think there's ever been a case where by using the same group of players, but they've only won. In fact, they hadn't even won a single match at home or anywhere at that point at, at that point of the season. But um, I don't know. I think yeah, I think we just keep it at that. But Eddie Al, just we just leave that at a two to one. And so Mark, you lose unfortunately. <laughs> um, um, that, that's okay. So, so young player of the season. Uh, you know, I have no choice but to say Bukayo Saka, isn't it? After, after all, everybody has seen the backdrop joking, from, man. from no, no, no. no. Are, <laughs> what do you mean I'm joking? What do you mean I'm joking, Ramzan? I'm gonna, I'm gonna spit straight facts here. That goal, that that penalty that he missed at the Euros. Marcus Rashford, where is he? Jaden Sancho, where is he? That could, that could be something which could really define your career in terms of how you're gonna improve. You know, sure. for the betterment of that of the following season, and what he's done for Arsenal, he's really come to the fore. And the fact that you're benching 72 million pound Nicola Pepe for whatever reason, and you have justified why you've been keeping on the bench, he's been Arsenal's best player, bar none, in an in an Arsenal team that should be finishing the top four. And other than that, unless you're gonna throw Trent or Kulusevski or I don't know who you're gonna throw out, but he deserves it. That's why I think he should win it. Literally, like there's no way you can discredit he, you know, whether he deserves it or not. He does, so he is a good shout. So just you know, give me whoever it is. But then I still think Bukayo for sure. I'll give it to the other Arsenal player on this list, and Aaron Ramsdale. A big, big player for Arsenal. He, he, Ramsdale, I think, set the tone for what Arsenal's season later became. If there, if there was a sense of, if there was a captain, I think, honestly, in the team after Aubameyang left, I actually think it was Ramsdale. I, I know, I know. Obviously, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching from a thousand kilometers away. I'm not actually there, so I don't know what it's like in the dressing room. But at least, lead from in terms of leadership from the back, 
Ramsdale was really a big personality in there and I, th- I think transformed Arsenal's season, actually. Um, I don't think uh, Saka, Elneny, Tomiyasu, I don't think that these guys end up end up playing with the swagger that they eventually started to play with if their goalkeeper is shaky. And 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 Ramsdale had every chance to be a shaky goalkeeper. He was he was um, questioned from the time that he was signed. I had no idea who he was, um, but everyone was laughing at us when we got him. Um, but he turned out to be, you know, amongst you know, maybe apart from Allison and Edison, uh, maybe just just for experience, probably the best keeper in the league uh, for me for many weeks for many weeks of the season. Um, so I would give it to him. I'm I'm. I know that there's some other podcasts that really like Declan Rice. I haven't um, seen like like I, I was listening to I think the what's that the other one of the one of the athletic podcasts and they were saying that uh, Declan Rice puts in man of the match performances every single week and I don't know I watched him today and I'm like I mean he's all right <laughs> he's a he's a good player but I, again I just think that the English <laughs> wow. The, the no, no, but I do, I do understand that sentiment because he was pretty. You mid get what today. I mean. I'm not, even, yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. He was pretty mid today. Like yeah. he just like even when I saw him play against Arsenal, um, like a few, like just a week ago, like and then he kept him in the pocket, for example. Yeah. <laughs> like like you shouldn't be getting pocketed by more and then like that. So yeah. Yeah. So and and you know fine maybe maybe the position that he plays or, or the role that he plays is, is is slightly difficult for you to easily pick out um um brilliance. But I'm a midfielder, so I you know I do I do tend to pick out good midfielders. And I just I think he's he's good, but I don't think he's like I don't think he, he I don't think he should get this award over Ramsdale or Saka or Trent. I think so. But I but I have Ramsdale. What, what do you have, Nick? Uh, not Nick. Sorry, Mark. Uh oh man, I have such a you guys have made Smith such Rowe? compelling and, arguments. And Get out of here. You guys have made such compelling arguments and you've I think you've been a bit brave with your with your choices. Mine is quite basic. I've gone for Trent. I think when you look at him this season, compared to what you how you played last season. He shouldn't even be nominated for this. I'm sorry. He really he really like, shouldn't. You know, that's I was talking that's that's the funny. I was talking about this with Sofani the other day and I was like, I was surprised he could kind of make it into the the list for young player of the year but that just shows you how good he is and how he started from so so young and he's still playing at such a high level and he's I think it's easy to forget he's still a kid I think we we all look at him as probably the best one of the best right backs in the world but he is still a kid he is still an infant in this game of football but yeah no he's my he's my pick of the season he's been a joy to watch assists goals clean sheets I think he's had he's done it all really I don't. I, there's not really an area of the game that I can say he's been poor in. I know a lot of people like to criticize his defending, but if we're being honest, he's improved so much, and I think he's he's way fitter than he was before. He's able to kind of run up and down that right flank with incredible pace, and his obviously we know his passing is incredible, but I think his maturity as well has impressed me this season. I think it's one thing to be able to cross the ball and to put it into a good area. But it's another thing to be able to know exactly when to cross the ball and to be able to pick up your players, to be able to see when, okay, you know what, actually crossing the ball here is maybe not the best idea because the box is filled with opposition players or maybe, oh, now is the best time to, to, to make that cross. So I think his maturity, his ability, his technique, his pace and his energy, all those things have impressed me. And for that reason, he's my young player of the season. 
Well, you may as well you may as well write his his, his biography. You have to say all that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But then you know, before runs on before you speak, I'm just you know, like I just I just feel like he should be a placeholder. They should be removing players, yes. which I think they should keep it to 21 and under. And also maybe they should count the amount of seasons that you've been in the first team, because he shouldn't be there. He's a straight. If if he if, since he is there, he is the straight winner every year. <laughs> until he finally, yeah. until he finally gets, I think he's 23. This he started the season at 22. Uh, I think he ended at 23. Actually, he started at 23. I think he will be turning 24 soon. But he shouldn't be there. Like honestly, I just don't, I just don't want to vote for him. Like yeah, I, I think players are getting younger and younger now, so it would make sense to kind of like lower the age to maybe 22, 21 years old because we have a lot more players in the Premier League now that are 19, 20. Yeah, I mean, it it totally steals the shine of all these other all these other like really you know great young players. Um, Trent is a top five player in the league. Like, let's not let's not get it twisted. He doesn't need to be here, and he and he really doesn't need to win this award. Uh, he's very strongly in contention, I think, for player of the season. I know we didn't, Definitely. we haven't, we haven't spoken about him because maybe we have you know we have other ideas, but he's he's strongly in contention for that. Um, so so yeah, I agree with you guys. No, I don't think Trent should be here. But yeah, if he if he's here, he will probably win. So yeah. Yeah, no, as in it's it's crazy, but then I hope they fix that eventually. Um so uh next one is is uh signing of the season. Now I, before Ramzan goes and says Luis Diaz <laughs> I would I'd 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 like to say, you know, just you know I'm not I'm not I'm not his biggest fan, but then I do respect everything that he does. And Cristiano Ronaldo is a signing of the season. And some people may think it's I don't know why I don't know why some people will hate on this, but then I think he is a signing of the season. You know, 37 years old, 18 goals, uh signed signed in for less than 40 million pounds for Manchester United. He's the only reason why Manchester United are even in top half of the league. Like literally, I think if he signed for any other team in that big six then they're probably finishing in the top four and above if we're going by how bad that United team has been. And, you know, to still score hat-tricks, you know, still have an effect on games. I think there's no one which can really have, at least in, in the forward department, an overall effect in your team quite like that one. And Luis Diaz, for everything that he's been good for, he's only been around since January and he has helped with them. Like, I don't really think that it really, and, and not just him, but quite a few other people, I don't think it just has as much weight as what Ronaldo's done in such a poor side. So that's why I'm, I'm leaving him there. Ramzan. Now, R- Ronaldo is that guy, man. He's that guy. He's, he's yeah, he's he's the GOAT, you know? He's that guy. I don't think there's, I really don't think there's much to say. He's that guy. It's like, so, like, sometimes you forget he's that guy, and then he reminds you that he's that guy. Uh, maybe, maybe what I think would have strongly nudged him in... Uh, Okay, for, for, to win this, to win this, and also to win, um, or okay, or maybe to be in contention for player of the season is, I think if he had like one or two big games against the top six, I think that would have just that would have just steered him clear, um, um, into into the player of the season conversation. But obviously he has that padded a bit, um, a couple of games, you know, hat trick brace, hat trick brace. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely uh, hat trick against Tottenham, stat padding, it, totally. <laughs> no, 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 okay. I, I, but I it had, but it had, it had no effect. You know, like it had no effect. I think 
Arsenal and Tottenham, I wouldn't say big six, but then Chelsea, you know, um, like I'm talking about like, you he know. He scored the Liverpool, goal that, that led Liverpool, us to draw. We're going to lose that game. Liverpool and, Liverpool and Manchester City. I'm talking about like when it really mattered earlier in the season, maybe that's the only thing that really, you know, that's that's what was what that's what that's was required for him. I think for them Mike, to for them to be in the top four, Mike. When you when you look at Ronaldo these days, right? The only thing he does really is score, and when he and when he scores, he he really does, right? He scores like like Ronaldo makes sure that you know that he scored. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think because of that, then uh, or players who only have that in their in their locker, I think have like a higher responsibility to then score a lot, if you know what I mean. Luis Diaz has what less than five goals this season, um, but I think he adds so much more to his game uh, and 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 just to the overall game that Liverpool plays that I, I do consider him to be one of the signings of the season. Um, I think I think he's been that good, um, but yeah, if, because Ronaldo is who he is, uh, maybe maybe the ceiling is also just way too high for him. But yeah, um, I'm I'm I would accept that. I I easily accept the Ronaldo signing of the season. Um. Yeah, no, Ronaldo, he's the GOAT. I think we all know he's the GOAT. Uh, he's had a, a great season for United, but he's not my signing of the season. Just Yo, Mike, because... Mike is I trying guess, to be different. I, I Mike guess, is just trying to be different. Not... No, 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 no. Listen, no, 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 Mark, he just came out and said he's the GOAT, he's the GOAT, but he's not I your actually... sign. I guess he's not the GOAT then if, if he's not your sign this season, bro. Come on. <laughs> I actually agree with Ramzan, with Luis Diaz. I think Luis Diaz, the impact he's had on Liverpool, and I think... If Liverpool were to win the quadruple, it's definitely a lot of it is down to, to Luis Diaz's introduction to the squad. The reason I don't have Ronaldo as my signing of the season is because there's two reasons, really. First of all, this is kind of what we expected from Ronaldo. I mean, in a way, you can even say maybe it's a little bit disappointing because he hasn't hit 20 goals. But I guess you have to take it into context and say he's been playing in a rubbish United side. But still... I think we always expect Ronaldo to, to get the goals and to score goals, and he's done that. But when he hasn't been scoring goals, well, I think for large parts of the season, when he wasn't scoring goals, he felt kind of like a passenger at times, and it really felt like he wasn't adding much to the to, to the to the yeah. team score. Yeah. And I know, obviously, as a Ronaldo fan, it hurts me to say this. I always back him, but there were times when I was kind of like, oh, is Ronaldo really what we need? And obviously, he's proven me wrong and he's been a, he's been a great signing. But I think those times, those bits of inconsistency for me is kind of what has pushed me away from him being the signing of the season, as well as the fact that United overall haven't been great. I mean, we're sixth right now. He literally did an interview at the beginning of the season saying, I'm not here to fight for sixth or seventh place. I'm here to fight for titles, and we haven't we haven't done that. He hasn't helped us do that. Uh, but Luis Diaz, I think he's definitely taken Liverpool to a whole new level. I know he hasn't got many goals, but if you just watch him play, the energy he brings. This uh, this is a big thing with with Liverpool is they need energetic players, and he is kind of to a T, exactly the description of a perfect Liverpool winger. He's energetic. He's fun. He loves to get forward. He gets back as well. He's creative. So he's he's kind of revolutionized that uh, Liverpool squad. So for me, he's the signing of the season. I'll give a shout-out to Kulisevsky as well. He's been really good. I think Spurs don't fight for top four if it's not for him. I think he's been, he's been outstanding. 
I think revolutionized was such a heavy word. Maybe revitalized. Just, just to, just to put that in there to be. No, because the reason, the reason Revolu- I say revolutionized. Yeah, no, the reason please, I please, please take that back. No, the reason I, <laughs> the reason I use that word, is because we kind of Liverpool kind of had a set front three, and it was you, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't change, you wouldn't add or take away from it. It was just kind of Mane, Jota, Salah. And he's come in and he's kind of made everyone see that, oh, no, you can drop money. You know, you can drop Salah. You can drop Jota. For a long time, I think a lot of people were kind of like, who's going to replace Salah and money when they, when, they, when they retire, when they leave, uh, as they get older. But he's come in and he's filled that role and he's kind of taken them to a next level. That's why I use the word revolutionize because he has been a revolution for Liverpool. He's let them kind of open their eyes to see that, no, you don't always just have to rely on Salah. You don't always have to rely on Mane. You know, we can I can add something different to the to the team as well. Yeah, I, I see. I think I'll just I'll just never have it. <laughs> My agenda is too strong. <laughs> but um but yeah it's uh no he's he's cert he's certainly um ensured that this quadruple charge, you know, stays maintained. I think they'll probably have still won two trophies without him at least. So, you know, at least he's kept them in contention with the Premier League and with the Champions League, for example. But, um, yeah, I think very good shot. So, Luis Diaz, Luis Steven is our pick. Uh, so, yeah, now we just have to move on quickly to, to flops of the season. Um, Ramzan, why don't you go first? Yeah, so, flops of the season. Yeah, are we, oh, wait, are we restricting this to signings like people who signed last like it can be it can it can be anyone, but then you already know that my answer is still Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Whether 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 like you, there's probably people that played <laughs> worse than him on like the fair. You could you could probably say Harry Maguire, but then you know the price tag, you know probably Harry Maguire because of like you know I guess you know a lot of Man United fans still saying, but I'll still say Jaden Sancho just because I just I just expected way more personally. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been it's been tough for him. I like him a lot, and you, you can probably tell that I like him a lot from the way that I'm speaking, from the tone of my voice. I don't want to say that he's trash because I don't think he is. He has struggled. I, I sometimes when I watch him, I feel like he should be a bit faster. He should be a bit. I don't know if I say a bit more energetic. I would like the decision making to be a, a bit faster. There've been times where Elanga is clearly looking like a much better player than him which should never be the case really um for for his price tag and also just for his for his ability man like Jaden Jaden Sancho can do a lot he can do a lot I, I made a joke earlier on on the group chat uh, I told these guys that uh you know Jaden Sancho would actually be great at West Ham because West Ham seems to be doing it seems to be doing really well for like uh young English players I just thinking thinking about Jared Bowen and uh Lingard last season so yeah um Sancho is, yeah, he's he's high up there. I guess the only other players that you could say is, is another United player. Rashford has also been quite quite bad, really. Um, really looking like a shell of himself. I don't know what it is. It could be the manager. It it could be. It could it could definitely be the manager. It could be Ronaldo. I don't know what it is, but he's 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 had like a hey, he's had a horrible season. Um, I don't know how he gets back from this. Actually, I hope he does because he's 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 again he's one of those guys. He's one of those like we don't actually want to see these guys fail. You know what I mean? Um, and then the last one is Lukaku. I think 
yeah, just because I, I thought he'd be top goal scorer. I still think if two if Tuchel played him like week in, week out, like guys, if Werner plays, man. Like Werner starts games. <laughs> I will never I will never get over that. I will never get over that. I don't because I don't think I don't know. If you can give Werner like four or five four or five games in a row, like surely you should be giving you shouldn't let Lukaku sit on the bench for like half the season. Right. And and just because and also because Kai Havertz, so while he's done a really good job in that in that striker role, I don't think he's a he's a great striker either. Right. He should probably be there to assist Lukaku, but not not really to to lead the line. So I'll be really sad if Lukaku leaves. I hope he doesn't. Um I hope they find a way I hope they find a way around it. Lukaku's a really good player. Um yeah, but I think he is on this list as well. I don't know. Those 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 yeah. are my th- no, I I agree with you guys. I think Jaden Sancho has been. Ah, he's not been what I thought he was gonna be. I think at the very beginning of the season, I was very excited to to have signed a player like him, and it just hasn't gone well for him. Rashford as well, but I think generally, just United in general, I think all the players apart from De Gea and Ronaldo have <laughs> and just Fernandez. had. No, Bruno as well. Bruno, <laughs> no, no. I lo- I love. I love Bruno, but he has been so bad at times. He's like, been exposed so, so this season. He's been exposed this season. I, I don't told think... Ramzan. I told Ramzan last year that he was the biggest <laughs> pretender. He was the biggest no, pretender. No. no, for me, for me, he was the <laughs> biggest pretender going off from United from last season in terms of like what he's actually brought to the table. Because all of a sudden, I'm watching United fan, you know, fan interviews, and they was they'll prefer Martin Odegaard in the team in comparison to him. Just because no, of the fact, no, 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 no. The reason why I'm saying that is because <laughs> now, you, now you realize what happens when he's not scoring penalties anymore, which is what really, really defined him in his previous season. No, but Nicholas, no, you can't getting... say that. And also, you no, know, no, and also, like, I'm just trying to say that, you know, like, I just learned a lot about having substance to your game this year. And Ramzan, you're the you're the person which talks about substance to their game more than anything else. What are you doing when not scoring and assisting, right? Are you really like dictating the amount of? I I really thought that he was gonna be the guy to get United through this very difficult period, but then he ended up stagnating, like the rest of them. And of course, that comes down to how much instability there's been. Whether you wanna blame Ronaldo, whether you wanna blame Bruno, but I can tell you for sure, I'm not the only one that actually has a sentiment. Yeah, but at at the same time, I think if you put Odegaard in this United team, he's just as bad, if not worse. If than not worse, Bruno. Thank you very much. Because we. <laughs> We generally just aren't playing well. I think, yeah, Bruno hasn't... He's not played like the Bruno we know. But I think definitely he does have substance to his game. I think he's he's creative. He's he he's a leader at times. He's, he's energetic as well. But this season, I think United kind of... I, I don't really know what's gone wrong for them. But, yeah, no, that's beside the point. I think I wanted to add one more player to the list of the flop of the season. And for me, that's 100 million pound man. Jack Grealish, I oh, think he has. Oh, we forgot Grealish. I yeah, he couldn't. He has yeah, he couldn't. He, he couldn't go scots free at all. So disappointing. <laughs> so 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 disappointing. I think a hundred million pounds. I don't like to focus on price tags because obviously, it's not the player that decides the price tag. It's the clubs and whatnot. So I don't really put too much emphasis on price tags, but I put emphasis on players, and I don't think he has really gelled. In the in the squad this season, every time he gets the ball, he looks like someone is strangling him. I think Pep is trying to probably train him and mold him into the play he wants, 
And because of that, it looks like his game has kind of been strangled and he's lacking that creativity and he's not as quick on the ball. He doesn't move the balls around as quickly. He's not really getting any goals or any assists. And every time he starts, City do look like a worse side than when, let's say, Phil Foden starts. So because of that, he is my flop of the season. Having said that, though, I do think he will be better in the coming seasons because I think going into that City team is hard for anyone. And I think it does take some time to adjust to playing to the Pep Guardiola way, especially I when think, you're... I think, yeah. Yeah, we, we all know this. Where, we like, know. you were the star man and now you come to a team where everybody is kind of the star man and you no longer get the ball as much. So he will, will learn from it. I think he will learn from it and he'll be much better next season. But as for this season, definitely a big flop. Ramzan knows this as well. Rodri, Bernardo Silva, Jao Cancelo when they first came into the team. Definitely. It wasn't it wasn't great. And, you know, in Grealish's case, it's just that the problem is his release clause was hundred million pounds. I still don't think Pep actually needed to sign them <laughs> because I don't really think he's really made that much of an impact this season. They could easily spend that money on someone else. But yeah. you know, it is what it, it is what it is as far as that's concerned. But um yeah, kind I don't know. Really, the... just had a checkbook of hundred million pounds and he was like, Pep, you have to spend this this season. And he just decided, okay, you know what, let's go for Jack Grealish. A really yeah. luxury player. Yeah, really, it, it does come down to Lukaku, Grealish, and Sancho. But I think, you know, Harry Maguire has come under a lot of scrutiny this season, I, I have to say. Um, he may have been signed a few years ago, but then I've never seen £80 million spent any worse than that, <laughs> as far as as far as far I've seen in the, couple, in the past couple of seasons. But, um, yeah. But uh, I, heard, I, heard, I heard Chelsea uh, Chelsea are in for him, eh? Apparently, you know, they want to build an English spine or something like nah, that. Maybe there's nah, something nah. we don't see. Maybe there's something we don't see. You I know don't what? know. Harry defenders, is, defenders is hard. Rudiger wasn't as good as wasn't as good as good he's been this season every year. Rudiger's yeah. also been a player who struggled. I don't know what it is with centre-backs. I'm saying with Harry Maguire, I think people give him too much stick. I think for a long time, he's kind of become... Nah, nah, he's, he's trash, though. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, he has, he has not had a, he's not had a good season. Definitely, I do agree with that. But I think people use him as a scapegoat way too often, and I think it's just become way too easy to just point him out and say, "Oh, Harry Maguire, he does make a lot of mistakes. He does get exposed for pace." But I think if you look at him, the evidence is last season. If you look at him last season, he was so good and such a vital part to our Europa League campaign and to our Premier League campaign. And when he got injured. We did miss him. We were noticeably worse. We did concede more goals. So I think he has had a bad season, but I don't think he is a bad player. I think he'll come back. He'll bounce back from it. Hopefully next season we'll get to see the normal Harry Maguire, the Harry Maguire United fans know and love. Yeah, I understand that, you know, this is not his best album. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> last year was probably a better album for him, but um, you know, when United did finish second, uh, but I guess maybe to a certain extent, you know, it's just the overall quality of United, you know, lowering all their FIFA ratings will surely get like minus fives and sixes um, <laughs> for for next year. Um, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll see we'll see how that um how that pans out, you know, uh, for for these players who have flopped this year for next year. Uh, so just the last one, just to cap it all off for uh, this episode, uh, best improved. And I always I'll shout out Jared Bowen because for me, 
he's he surprised me so much this season. I know there's Ramsdale and these other guys, but Jared Bowen, like, I just saw him today, and I'm just thinking, I never, ever thought that he was that good, you know, from last season going into this season. And it's really good to see that, you know, in Antonio's, Antonio has had a lack of, of goals. Um, you know, Bowen has been that guy for West Ham in that in, in the front line this season. And he's really come out to his own. I think Southgate should pick him for the World Cup, if you ask me. Yeah, I'll 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 throw it to Thiago, a, a midfielder who's been close to perfect over the last six, seven, eight weeks. A player that came into the league with a lot of people doubting him. Uh, okay, not not that they doubted him when he came from Bayern, but I think I think he was he struggled a bit with injuries, and even when he did play, I think Liverpool lost a couple of games while he was there, and some 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 Liverpool fans started saying they're cursed and and that he's not. Uh, the player that he is no he he definitely is the player that he is so not most improved in terms of ability he's always been like that but most improved i think in the eyes of liverpool i think that tiago has set himself up from potential pfa player of the year next season so yeah that's my, that's yeah, my I, I agree i agree with that one because we won't forget the slander from last year that he you know expected thumbs ups you know, instead yeah. of expected assists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually kind of funny, bro. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Um, two players for me. I'm throwing two. I think um, David de Gea. He's been really good from last season. He wasn't. I know we've still conceded loads of goals, but I think we've con- we would have conceded way, way, way more without him. If he was, if he was in that bad form of his in the past yeah, two or three no, years. no, definitely. He he's improved massively. He's someone I can rely on now. I think even in all aspects of his game, a lot of United fans give him stick because he's not very good with his feet. But I think he has improved in distribution. He's not made many mistakes this season. I don't. I can't really remember. Maybe one or two, maybe one or two mistakes this season. But apart from that, he's been flawless. And the second one is Aaron Ramsdale. He's been really good as well. He's, I think last season, he was good. And we saw that he does have quality. But I think what he's done this season, he's surprised everyone. I think he has completely taken the Premier League by storm. He's a, he's a like Ramzan said, he is a character. He is a personality. And uh, yeah, it's, he's been interesting and entertaining to watch as well this season. So for me... Those are my best improved players, De Gea and Ramsdale. You know, on the Ramsdale one, I have to say, Ramzan probably agree. Fans have horrible ID for talent, horrible yeah. talent ID, because people looking at performances at Sheffield United the previous year, and you think a player is really that good, and then they come to your club, and all of a sudden they're not playing very well. You know, so I think you know people have to take into account that sometimes. Let's not forget that there's people that get hired at these football clubs to scout people. And sometimes they do get it right. And you can't really say they get it wrong until they get proven wrong, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, like, uh, it's, it's great to hear that one. Uh, unless there's anything else to say, that's pretty much all we have for the awards in the box of the box. I think I will be posting up some graphics on it on social media as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for uh, listening in on the, another episode. We will... Be hoping to release another one before the season ends. And yeah, this has been the Box to Box. See you guys next time.